Off, the podcast where we put abilities from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up against each other in a randomized bracket to determine what stand is objectively the best. My name's Kat, and I use she, her pronouns. My name is Kingdom, and I use he, him. And so in moving stands through the bracket, we're going to be looking at six criteria rated A through E to inform our decisions. These are appearance. What does the stand look like? Ability. What does the stand do? Versatility. How much can the stand do with the abilities it has? Understandability. How easy it is to get what the stand does. Reference. The names of stands are highly referential to mysticism, mythology, and music. And in this category, we analyze the reference and say how we think it relates to the stand. And X factors, whichever one we dang like. Yeah, and it's important to note that when we look at stands, we generally look at them away from their user. Um, and we're going to spoil all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The whole thing. The whole dang thing at this point. I mean, Part of our intro is to go over the synopsis of every part in order. No. Oh. No, I would die. Um, <laughs> we aren't. So we haven't said it in a while because we got past Dr. Wu. But the last stand in the bracket at the time we made it was Dr. Wu from part eight. Everything introduced after that is not in the bracket but now we're up there yeah fucking head doctor stand when are we gonna get that name you know well man i don't know i'm just trying to say that we have a we have a very a a mid-game part eight stand going on oh killer queen yeah that's a good segue into the part four stand no the part eight one Um, oh okay our matchups this week are Gold Experience versus the Killer Queen from Part 8 and Ticket to Ride versus Civil War. Uh, so we have Killer Queen Part 8 separate from normal Killer Queen because its ability is different enough to merit it. No other like stands that appear multiple times are really split up like that. I think, wasn't there one? That was in the original bracket. No, I, I know about that one, but I don't remember because we forgot D4C, so we replaced and then we replaced again because we fixed it. Uh huh. But wasn't there another one that was like that? I don't know. I'm gonna scroll through the bracket while we talk about whatever we're talking about. Where are we? Okay, I think we're gonna, we're gonna talk about Gold Experience. So while you scroll through the bracket, I'll tell you what that boy looked like. I. So Gold Experience, the protagonists stand from Part Five. As a humanoid stand of slender build and average height like its user. The top of its head protrudes all the way around in a way that's reminiscent of a soldier's helmet. It has lines along the tops of the uh, helmet. It has lines along that top of its head that connect to a three-quarter circle at the front of the helmet shape, like where the forehead would be, with the bottom fourth of the circle cut off. Two of those lines curl up towards the crown of the helmet into spirals. It has white stylized wings on its shoulders and ladybugs on either side of its chest, on both hips, and on both hands. It has slightly protruding, darker colored armor on its upper chest, arms, and lower legs. The chest and arm armor have elliptoid slits removed along it. And Gold Experience wears a garment around its waist with a shawl-like piece of armor on its crotch. It has purple kneecaps and purple armor on its inner ankles. Why'd you say, oh... I said, yup, because you mentioned the crotch thing. Yeah. And in all media, gold experience is some shade of yellow or gold. Uh, The ladybugs, eyes, and armor are all purple in the anime. In the manga, they're yellowish green. And in the Geo Geo video game for PS2, they're either the same kind of yellow as the rest of it or like a limey green. Because that's important to point out. (laughs) It is. That's lore. All right. That's lore. Um, I want. I want to. I want to uh, correct myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was genuinely thinking of the Scott Key number one and two. So, well, we—they're both out of the bracket, so I don't blame you for forgetting about their deal. Yeah, I don't like them. Anyway, Gold Experience, I like. Gold Experience is a good-looking stand. He's cool. It's one of the humanoid ones. It's one. It's. I think it's the major point that. Oh, we're doing very, very thin stands instead of very muscular stands now. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to use that word. I almost did, but I stopped myself. Are you proud of me? I am. Um, Thanks. Yeah, he's still muscular, but it's very, like, slender. That's the word I'm looking for. 
Exactly, yeah. It's gradually moving towards what stands would ultimately become, which is slim. Slim. Not like your hands or your star plats or your magician's reds. More like your more like your silver chariots. Damn, he's also in part five. Why? Yeah, and he didn't get a re well he kinda got a redesign. Yeah, when he turned <laughs> into a man. <laughs> when he became sentient. Yeah. Fucked up. What do you think uh, Gold Experience's appearance gets on a scale um, of A to E? Okay, here we here we are. Gold Experience. Mm-hmm. My experience in viewing him is that he is gold, so yes, A. I agree with an A, though. It's because I think he looks good, and I like the ladybugs, and I like the wings. Well, that's the obvious answer, but my experience staring at him is, is that he is, in fact, gold. So, that's the joke I'm going for. Please laugh. Mm-hmm. He's kind of gold. Gold Experience Requiem is more gold than Gold Experience is. Okay. Gold Experience Requiem looks like um looks like you use the wrong gold die in Guild Wars 2 and you're a little you're a little too you're a little too far and you're not like you parts of them are too pale and parts of them are too dark. But Gold Experience looks right. Perfect perfect shade of gold. I'm glad we got Guild Wars in here again this week. I haven't even been playing it. That's just the comparison I have. That's fair. We'll see if I manage to work in any Naruto shit as we proceed. Yeah, because we've evolved past uh, Kingdom Hearts and in One Piece. Now it's Guild Wars 2 and Naruto. No, it's just now Naruto also exists in my brain in its entirety, so it's being added to the repertoire of dumbass references that I make to derail episodes. Damn. I wish something existed in my brain. <laughs> As your co-host, same. Um, let me tell you about Gold Experience's ability. Okay. This is a long one. <sighs> okay, deep breath. Gold Experience's primary ability is that it's able to endow anything it touches with life to a varying effect. First and most commonly used, it can convert inorganic matter into a living organisms, animals, or plants. Examples of this turning into a, uh, uh, turns a suitcase into a frog. He turns a lighter into a rose, not a rose bush, just the rose flower with a little bit of a stem. Even though that's not how they grow, but sure, buddy. Rose from Homestuck. Listen to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. These organisms can persist for a long time and at significant distance from Gold Experience's user, Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> Uh, the effect can be dispelled at any time. The speed of transformations vary. My eyes are dying staring at this. Uh, with plant transformations generally being quick and animal transformations being more slow. Presumably because they're more or less complex. Because he has to make life. That's pretty difficult. Ask a mom. When an animal is created from part from a part of a whole... Such as a tooth that an individual lost, or a single shoe of a, or a single shoe of a pair that animal. Oh. <sighs> Pears don't have shoots; they grow on trees. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not reading this for this part because I don't understand sentences. Basically, if if something is created from life, it'll seek out anything that it was closely tied to when it wasn't alive. So if your tooth gets broken if your tooth gets broken off and turns into an animal, then it's gonna try to seek out where you were because it was part of all them teeth. Or if yeah. your shoes get if your shoes get turned into to bats or whatever, I don't remember what it turns shoes into. <laughs> the, they'll they'll be they'll probably be best friends because they were a pair of shoes. This is also shown to be able to clone organisms along with their stand abilities. Yeah, that happens once with Coco Jumbo. It's kind of fucked up. Coco Jumbo's good, though, so it's fine. Yeah, but Jorno recreates Mr. President. Could he recreate Tower of Grey or Rat? <laughs> Rat. <laughs> I was listening to a rat song earlier. Why? It was, on, it was on TV because I'm watching TV when I'm here because I'm an animal. Fucked up while you're not mining wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, when Gold Experience contacts with an enemy, it is able to imbue their body with a supercharge of life energy, causing their consciousness to greatly accelerate. Whatever the hell this means, try, try, we're, we're trying to get through this together. 
This causes them to perceive everything as moving normal or faster speed and heightens their perceived senses, but not their act, but their actual body isn't capable of keeping up with their mind. So it's like, it's like video game lag. There's a lot of stands that part five, there's at least two that induce some kind of video game lag. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's like Valentine's hard punch poison at Skullgirls and it just gives you input delay. I don't know what that means, man. Um, but I do know that... Don't call me man, bitch. (laughs) I'll call everyone man, man. Um, it was also shown to greatly accelerate the speed at which life, life form, at which a life form ages, causing a tree to rapidly wither and die. Also, it makes people feel more pain because they're more sensitive because their life, their life is higher. Whatever. Gold Experiences is able to create body parts out of inorganic matter and slot these parts into the wounds of, of its user or allies in order to heal them. This aspect, is abil- this aspect of the ability is noted to be painful. It's surgery, essentially. Mm-hmm. Gold Experiences Master over life is, able, is also able to be used to sense life in someone or something he touches. Yeah, so if you have like a dark passenger, he can touch you and be like, there are two souls in you. I don't know any of these. I don't get it. What do you mean? What's a what, dark passenger? Like a demon. Like if you're possessed by a dark passenger that forces you to commit evil deeds. Or check the amount of people on a plane. Like it was yes. actually used. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. During during the Silver Chariot Requiem arc, he uses it There's to find no- out. He uses it to see where... Diavolo is by checking the number of souls in Look, their bodies. I know his his name sounds like devil. He's not a demon. Yeah, but that <laughs> was a joke about like what it could be used for in real life. I don't know what whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Is Diavolo not a dark passenger upon whoever's body, Trisha's body? What I mean I think any other person's soul inside of your body is a dark passenger. You're not supposed to be there. Right. What if it was like, no, what if it's like... What if it's like, no, I'm here, but I'm chill. Yeah, what if it's like, what if it was, hey, yeah, and instead of on oh. their back, you just hung out together in the same body? What if it? What if you had depression, but it manually, uh, <laughs> it manually gives you serotonin? Fucked up. Um, All right, gold experiences abilities in A. It's so it's crazy. It can do everything. It can do everything. He also has the ability to see Nen. So Jono's a Nen user. I'm gonna read that. You should. You should watch it instead. It's on the Viz app. I'm not gonna watch it. No, the manga is bad. No, the manga is bad. I won't watch it then. But I'm not gonna get to it for a while. I'm watching Demon Slayer right now. I need to watch Ko, and I need to watch Chinibu, and I need to watch We Zero, and I need to watch Kanasuba. Everyone out there, w- w- watch Hunter x Hunter, the twenty eleven version. Don't read it because manga's bad. It's not terrible, but it's the the anime's so good. Okay, I'll watch Hunter Hunter. It's animated by the same people who animated Death Note. I never. It's bones. I refuse to watch Death Note. I only read it. Okay, well, they animated a lot of really good stuff, so fuck you. Thanks. Um, so yeah, A for ability. I think versatility is also an A. Hold on, I think of, I think I um, I think I I gotta make sure I haven't made a mistake on the internet. So I gotta look. I gotta look up. It. Yeah, it was Madhouse, not Bones. I always get those two confused. Fucked up. Okay, I corrected my mistake on the internet. We're good. Thanks. Whew, that was I'm a gonna close cut one. your correction. No, I'm I'll kidding. die. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, abilities in A, versatility. Uh, A. It's like oh. one of the most versatile stands. Next to like chair chariot requiem, no gold experience requiem. That's pretty versatile because it's said to do all the same things and more. Uh-huh. We're not talking about gold experience requiem. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what? It's also animated, but they also animated One Punch Man. Damn. And Overlord. And Damn. Helsing. I can care about that third one. I've heard why. Claymore. Shout out to Claymore. I'm going to read Claymore. You should. It's really good. I'm going to. Thank you for reminding me that that's what I was going to read once I'm caught Uh, up on Bort. Don't. That's another case. Everyone out there, read Claymore. Don't watch it. Because, holy, I'm so mad. 
Can I rant for a second? Yeah, fuck it, we're already way off track. Go for it. Um, I watched Claymore in high school, and I was like, this is really cool, this is really interesting. Um, and it's got a lot of fucking, it's got a lot of gore and blood, and that's edgy, and I'm a high school kid. Um, and then the ending was just like, anyway, read the manga to get the real ending. <laughs> it was so, it was so bad. Some stuff's like that, right? Because, like, Soul Eater wasn't it, done I don't, when the anime finished, so. I don't know. I don't remember the exact thing that happened, but essentially, the from just from memory, from, like, fucking ten years ago or some shit, <laughs> um, the main villain just gives up and in, in flies away, and they're like, well, gotta go deal with that now, and then it just ends. Oh, whack. So it just ends, like, mid-arc. Pretty much. No, like, like 30% through an arc. That's fun. It's really good, though, but it's got really good music. So listen to the music while you're while you're reading it. Anyway. Yeah, understandability is Bad. where we are at. Bad. It's like a C. Yeah, people always talk about... Because for those who haven't... I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't... If you're on JoJo's, but that's an option. Um, there's a scene that... Basically, the speeding up someone's consciousness happens, like, once or twice, and then is never brought up again. Also, something that isn't even part of... Wait, did, did you not... Hold on. What are you... What? Oh, I didn't read it. I missed that part. What part? Um, if someone attacks an animal created by oh, yeah. Gold Experience, that damage that they would have inflicted to the animal gets reflected back to them. Like tenfold, yeah. Yeah. And that happens literally twice and yeah. early on enough that I forgot I didn't even notice that I read it. Or that I didn't read it. Why why didn't Giorno just wear a suit made out of frogs? Honestly? He could have literally just worn a wooden like armor suit. Yeah. Well I think it's just the animals, right? I don't know. Alright, let's keep going. Understandability is like a C for those reasons. The yeah. reference is similar. It's one of the parts of Gold Experience Requiem's reference, which we already talked about. It's the album The Gold Experience by Prince. And it's still super good. I don't like it. I think Prince is boring to listen but, to. But like we talked about last time, he was in My Hero Academia Vigilantes. <sighs> and he's also... No, that's Freddie Mercury. Never mind. Um... I was gonna say soul bad guy. Yeah. Damn. We really only make the same four jokes, huh? Yeah. I don't like Prince very much. Prince isn't my kind of thing. I give it a D. Okay, I give it an A. Specifically the song Gold in the Gold Experience was very boring. And that's that had the most listens, so I was assuming that was the one people I got through the whole thing thinking, well the last one has the most listens on Spotify, so it must be the best one. Whew. It's not. It might be. I don't know. I don't like the whole thing. Fuck you. You're, stop saying that at the end of your sentence. No, I feel, like I, have just, I feel like I have to justify myself. By saying fuck you? Yeah. Okay. Um, How else do you do that? I mean, you did by saying it's not my taste. You don't have to be mean. I don't know. Maybe you have to be mean sometimes. Damn. You're right. And X Factor is an A. Gold Experience is a good stand. Yeah, for sure. It's an A. I have resist a killer queen, but not the one from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. The one from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 8, JoJo Lion. JoJo Lion. Yeah. Um, the sequel to the Taika Waititi movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just got it. I was thinking, what lion movie did he make? Motherfucker. <laughs> I don't watch movies. I I haven't seen it either. That doesn't mean I can't make jokes about it. What did I say earlier? There's nothing in my head. There's nothing in my brain. Head empty. Head empty. Um, it's funny that we're talking about this before. We're talking about <laughs> part eight. No, no, no. Not even. We're talking about part eight, Killer Queen. Not what? even before part four, Killer Queen. But we're also talking. We also talked about. Uh, Boku wo Rhythm no Ki at the Kure before both Killer Queens. Yeah, we're getting... We have, we're going... Yeah. We're going in reverse. Or not, reverse? Not even reverse. Oh, it, shit. We're going in the worst order, basically. We're almost to part four Killer Queen. That's gonna be in... 
three episodes, and I think it's going to wind up against Boku no Rhythm, not to spoil anything, but that's kind of fucked up. I think we kind of mentioned that already? I don't know. We talk about the- we talk about the bracket every once in a while, and we probably never remember what we say, so. No, we've also been recording this podcast for like eight years. Yeah, at least 16 years have gone by, and that's a lot of time. Can you tell me what part eight Killer Queen looks like? It looks like part four Killer Queen, but more pink. But there's one difference. Okay, I'll go through it just to get to that one difference. Uh-huh. We also haven't described what part four Killer Queen looks like on this podcast. He's a killer queen. Cool Kingdom uh, of Loathing reference. Killer Queen is a humanoid stand of somewhat slender build and average height. The crown the crown of its head is flat and has two triangular protrusions resembling cat ears on either side of the top of its head. It's got it's got the cat ear headphones on, but without the headphones. Nyah nyah, says yeah. Killer Queen. Its eyes have light pink sclera with vertical feline pupils, no nose and thin lips on an always closed mouth. It wears black studded gloves that extend from back to its forearms with some openings that show its wrists. Its thumbs are wrapped in white bandages. It wears a band around its waist that drapes down in similar that drapes down similar material and ear angles. You know like I'm struggling but you're not helping. <laughs> I take I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a, it's a joke, it's jokes. <laughs> and it wears ankle-high shoes of the same material, which have similar openings to the gloves. From the wiki, quote, its shoulders and the back of its hand, its shoulders, the back of its hands, belt buckle, both sides of its ankles, and the top of its feet all bear the emblem of a skull, with ears that resemble cat ears just like its own. And they all vary in size. The only difference between this one and Part 4 Killer Queen <laughs> is this Killer Queen has one skull emblem on the belt buckle, while the Part 4 one has two. It's an important difference. He lost a, he lost a skull emblem in the changing of universes. Uh-huh. Killer Queen's kind of boring looking. <sighs> yeah. It's iconic, though. It's very simple. Yeah. it's The simplicity's good, too. It ties to... Part four, Kira, more than part eight, Kira, but... Yeah, but we're not talking about the user, and also that isn't the user. <laughs> what? Yeah, it is. Part four, Kira isn't. What? Part four, Kira isn't the user of the stand. We're talking about part eight, they, Kira. They, uh... They're not the same person at all. <laughs> but that's why Killer Queen looks like... It's a B for appearance. It's... Yeah, it's a B. I thought you were going to say C, and I was ready to defend B, but no, it is B. You're right. Yeah, it's iconic, but kind of bowling. It's it's good, but it could be better. He could yeah. have a sword. Let me tell you what this Killer Queen does. Alright. It's Bubble Blow and Bubble Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Killer Queen is a close-range stand with above-average combat abilities, and it tends to stay near to its user. Its abilities revolve around explosions, and has two types of bombs it can use in a fight. The first bomb Killer Queen possesses is it creates bubbles that explode on contact with their target. They generally float as projectiles, but they can also form inside a target's skin or an object if Killer Queen touches them in that place, and when this happens, the target locally inflates and explodes. The second ability, or second bomb, is called Sheer Heart Attack. This is used to create multiple bombs with treads for locomotion. These miniature tanks uh, produce a destructive explosion and can be controlled with precision by Killer Queen's user. Uh, The user can make these vary in size. Some are being shown small enough to enter an individual's bloodstream, and others are about the size of someone's head. The power of this explosion is based off their size, with smaller bombs able to destroy blood clots without causing any other damage in one's body, and the larger bombs are able to detonate an entire pier and boat. So, this is a weird amalgam- Okay, the first couple are a weird amalgam of what Killer Queen is capable of doing by the end of Part 4. Yeah. And then the last one with is also a weird amalgam of sheer heart attack, but also goes into a bloodstream- yeah, it's the you again. I don't want to bring it in too much, but the user is a doctor. That's super useful. Yeah, but 
I don't know. It feels very okay. We're not. I guess that goes more into understandability. So I'm not going to get into. We'll get there. I think Killer Queen Part Eight. I think if Part Four Killer Queen didn't have bites to the dust, this Killer Queen would be better on all counts. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. You're right. Because you know what? Also, we did. You know what? Also, we did in a weird in a weird order. What? We talked about Stray Cat before Killer Queen. <laughs> yeah, it happens. But yeah, a lot of Killer Queen, or a lot of Part Four Killer Queen stuff is from Stray Cat helping it. But this one don't need Stray Cat. It has air bubbles on its own. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, I think its ability is an A. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that honestly. And versatility yeah. is at least a B. I have a B for versatility. Yeah, because he can use it to kill people and heal people. Exactly, yeah. The variable sizes of the sheer heart attack tanks and the bubbles just being there by default are super, super handy. Now, pushing, making sheer heart attack super small and using that to push the, push your blood through, that's not, that's not, I wouldn't call that immediately, um, immediately understandable. It doesn't push your blood like it just it sh- it gets small and it blows up an obstruction in your veins with a tiny enough explosion that doesn't hurt things around it. That wild. Makes sense. I don't want explosions in my bloodstream. You what if it would save your life? That would probably not. Explosion okay. explosions are a rapid expansion of gas or material. If you get a rapid expansion of that shit in your bloodstream, you will probably die. Like, real life, like, a small amount of air in your bloodstream will kill you. True. And rapid, ex- rapid expansion of gases and explosions, probably, like, air or something. Okay, I'm willing to give it, like, it's a stand. Yeah, but it's stupid. When when you first understand, okay, Killer Queen can explode things, and uh-huh. it has little tanks that explode things. Do, do you immediately understand, oh, it can... It can explode specific cells in your bloodstream. Yes, because this is the first time sheer heart attack is shown in part eight. It's we've always described understandability as immediately. Um, I I don't get what there isn't to understand about that. Like I guess I get that it frustrates you. It's a wild jump. Is it? Yeah, I'll I think- come down to a B from an A, but I don't agree with you. I'll I'll be fine with a B, I guess, but like I don't know. I th- I think I think you're biased toward Part Eight showing. I I don't think so. Let us know in the comments. Like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, fucking at me in Discord and say, "Damn cat, you were right." <laughs> um, the reference is the song "Killer Queen" by Queen. Really good, good song. Queen's good. Yeah, I agree. It's a solid A. Killer Queen. And it's also referenced in the online video game Kingdom of Loathing. Alright. Mm-hmm. Let's all go back to when we were 12. That was 14 years ago, huh? I don't know what that is. Me neither. Um, you weren't alive then, right? 14? What are you talking? <laughs> yeah, I'm 12 years old, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's the secret about standoff. Um, and X-Factor's an A. My part 8 bias is showing. Uh, X-Factor is a B. <laughs> and I would, for the record, I would also give normal or part 4 Killer Queen a B. I would give part 4 Killer Queen an A also. But we'll get there. Who who wins this matchup? I okay. love part 8 Killer Queen with all of my heart and soul, but I think it's gold experience. I think if we go on which stand is better and which stand is more useful and which stand is more <laughs> applied throughout a part, it is gold experience. If we go purely on cool factor, it's killer queen. I think I think gold experience has enough cool to take it over. I think right. that if there were like multiple categories, as much as I hate to say it, it would have enough points to win out over killer queen. Yeah. I will say openly that Killer Queen is much cooler. Yeah, it's just not as much of a stand. Yeah. And Soft and Wet's still on the bracket. Soft and Wet's still here. Killer Queen's still here. Part 7 Killer Queen's still here. (laughs) Part 7 Killer Queen, yeah. Boku no Rhythm, Okita Kurde is still here, yeah. 
a lot of stuff still here. We gotta start knocking them off. We kind of are. We're kind of knocking off two stands every episode. Maybe we should start knocking off four stands an episode. I'd just rather have a, die. No, no, no. We're not doing double the amount. We're just having an episode where no one wins. Okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Someone will get a buy. We'll see if a week like that happens. I mean, Enigma versus The Fool. Like, uh, Enigma's good. Fuck. <laughs> I think they both win. You're like, Enigma's good. Wait, hold I'm on. Bi- I'm biased towards Enigma. Because of the funny Josuke gif. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's true. It did give us the best gif from JoJo's. Yeah. Okay. Can we right. proceed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ticket proceed. to Ride versus Civil War, two stance from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 7, Steel Ball Run. The good part. A good part. Um, tell me I'll what tell Ticket you. to Ride looks like. Okay. So, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Do you know how long it took me to decide how to write this fucking section of notes? Lady gets segmented. Right, but like, it also manifests when the corpse head of Jesus Christ (laughs) appears in her womb and is poking out of her stomach. Well, how does it manifest? Tell me what it looks like. Ticket to Ride's (laughs) ability manifests before its appearance fully does, because that's not its appearance, it's just a gross panel in the manga. Uh, Its fully realized appearance is that the stand user's body is covered in a steel-like segmented covering with long grooves between the segments. This includes the user's hair. Any points where joints would be are jointed like a marionette or artist's figure reference doll. One of those. Uh, Yes. And the user is unable to move and this form is incredibly painful and ultimately deadly for the stand user. I, I have a joke to make. Okay, go for it. Do it. Talk about Lucy Steele, am I right, gamers? Oh, I guess she's made of steel now. <laughs> That's a funny one. <laughs> Thanks, I I just came up with it. You should have a podcast. Oh, I sometimes I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think the appearance is like a D. I would give it a C just because it's interesting. It's it's way different from any other stand that you that you see. It's not like really cool, but it's something. Okay, it's, ima- uh, it's imaginative. Yeah, I can I can do a C. It does look neat. It looks like it doesn't belong in JoJo's. Yeah, but that's good way. because it shouldn't because no. it, it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus' stand. Yeah, it, it belongs in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Jesus shouted, "Ticket to ride!" <laughs> Tell me what Ticket to Ride does, please. It parts the Red Sea. That was Moses. That was um, Moses and his Beyblade. It reincarnates uh, Lucy Steele after a couple days of sleep, and then we get uh, we get bunny rabbits handing out eggs. I hate they- you for sandbagging my Beyblade joke. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in a trance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that was. That sounded like I was dying. I wonder if my family's going to come and see if I'm dead now. I'm dead. Um, <laughs> before it's fully realized, uh, while, this, while the user cannot still, still cannot move. No, still ho- can move. Still starts out over. It's hot in my room and it's, it's getting to my brain. <laughs> before it's fully realized, while the user can still move, Ticket to Ride allows its user to pull streaks of tears from their face and use them like knives. These decompose immediately upon contact with someone or something and do not do physical damage, but make the contacted thing susceptible to the divine protection that comprises the stand's primary ability. From the wiki, this ability protects the user from any harm done to her by creating a chain reaction of unlikely coincidence coincidences from the surrounding... To, from... Uh, <laughs> By creating a chain reaction of unlikely coincidences from the surrounding from the surroundings to neutralize any assailant. Similarly, the phenomenon can also force a target to do as the user wants. This ability, while the user Lucy is capable of movement, seems to only work against those Lucy has touched with her with her tear cutter. After that, a field of light emits from the user and to generate the effect. The ability also affects non-living objects the user interacts with, causing any harm such objects come and come to be to negate. It, they can't go harm. They can't get harmed. 
Yeah, exactly. So she writes a note and she leaves it on a dock for Johnny and Gyro to find. And then it gets torn up, but she cut it with her tear knife. And then it gets put back together like magic. It's plot armor. Exactly. And that field of light is what D4C fucks with to make D4C ticket. Love train. Love train. The love train. Love train. So are we counting? We can get what? Are we counting Love Train as Ticket to Ride's ability or D4C's ability? We, we, we've said both times we've talked about D4C so far that we're counting it as D4C's ability. Okay. And I think it, I, I like made this. a point. Yeah, it's this. Sorry, you had a point to make? I don't know. I, no, I, I made a point at one point. I was very adamant about it being one and not the other, but now I forget. Right, it's D4C's ability because it is D4C manipulating the field of light that emanates from Ticket to Ride. The user of Ticket to Ride couldn't like manipulate it in that way on their own. So sure. it's D4C's ability. I'll accept it. This ability is kind of wild, but it does kill you. It's like, yeah, it's like plot armor, but you become uh, bedridden. And die eventually. I mean, die everyone soon. does eventually. Yeah, but she's dying like a day and a half after it manifests. You're just gonna blame Jesus on that? Uh huh. Maybe she was just maybe she was sick. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, man. I'm giving it a D with the highest possible score of C because it kills you. Let's go C because it's like it's like a reality bending stand. Yeah, it's a pretty fucked up strong ability, which is why ver- versatility is an A. It literally can do anything. It can literally beneficial. do anything, including yeah. kill the user. Yes, which it must do. Let's say it's a Nen ability, all right? And it's using so much of the user's life essence that, because it's so powerful, that it's draining the, the user of life essence, Nen, and is killing them through that. It's yeah, a, but they kill the nen- cat girl. Okay, so what we've established here is that Jesus Christ is a Nen parasite. Now, something something Ninetales Fox Chakra. Nice one. Thanks. I think I so. Sh- for- <gasps> I thought of it. Okay, no, we're good. Okay. I'll tell you Versatil- later. Okay. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon, everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, are you going to talk to you on Hunter Hunter for Patreon? Shh. <laughs> Versatility is an A. I think understandability is a C because it just kind of does wild bullshit. It does reality bending bullshit. So yeah, definitely a C at least. The reference is the song Ticket to Ride by the Beatles. It's pretty good. It's it's a Beatles song. It's No, you can't say that because saying a Beatles song is 70% just pure garbage. Ticket to Ride is a pretty middling Beatles song. I'd say it's a little above middling. Maybe, but it's not, like, that catchy. Like, there's no real riff that gets you, you know? I'd call it a B. i call it a C. Okay, that's fair. And X-Factor's a C. It's just, it's it's kind of there. It, yeah. I mean, it is, like, kind of the plot of the entire part, but it's not incredibly impactful. I'd say a C, too. Yeah, if you make if you make ticket to ride and then you put it in your special bunker in Manhattan, it protects America for a thousand years. Uh, not really a thousand years, because Johnny digs it up and is like, "I'm gonna use this to cure my wife." Right, but that was the impetus behind part seven. And then and then he's like, "Oh no, now it went to my son." Well, I'm gonna get rid of it. Oh no, now now I'm dead. <laughs> now a rock is on top of me. <laughs> Let's talk about Civil War. Alright, uh, Johnny was like, hey, and then Civil War's like, you've committed atrocities. You did a sin, bitch. Yeah, tell me what it looks like. Um, Civil War is- I, I, I like Civil War a lot, for the record. It looks, it looks really cool. cool. Civil War is a tall humanoid figure. Its head is comprised of many vertical elliptical discs that are pressed together, three of which taper downwards into arrow shapes. It has screw-like protrusions along the sides of its head. It has objects resembling the filters on gas masks emerging from the from the front and either side of its neck. It wears a quilted red vest uh, around the, its mid-torso, and after that point, its spine is exposed until meeting its hips. It has normal legs with purple cap-like protrusions on the front and sides of its knee. Its lower legs are red and are... F- <laughs> Thank you for pointing this out. 
Uh, yeah. The lower legs are <laughs> red and shaped like Frank bell-bottom jeans. Mm-hmm. With the boots with the fur. Yeah. Um, that was apple-bottom jeans. It was. I'm sorry. You're I'm, good. I'm bad at music references. Uh, before reconverging into slightly heeled shoes. Its arms and upper legs are brownish-yellow, and its head is metallic silver. Its arms also have purple caps surrounding its elbow. The ghosts Civil War makes, <laughs> as part of its ability, range from inanimate objects to living beings. By the way, this stand's got ghosts. Got ghosts. We'll talk about ghosts in a second. Civil War is a great-looking stand. It's so cool. It like the way that it's often like the most common portrayal with it like bent and like looking back at you. It looks so creepy, and I love it. And its face is like, uh, it looks like a horror monster. It kind of does. It also just looks like a tired dude, which kind of fits in with the ability, I Also think. true. Also true. Shall I tell you what it do? Sure. Oh, wait, no, so we so- didn't give it a rating. Oh, it's an A. It's an A. Yeah. Okay, now tell me what it do. Yeah, Civil War's primary ability is to manifest objects or people a target has left behind in life or feels any kind of guilt regarding. These manifestations can appear suddenly and from anywhere around a target. When these manifestations come into contact with their target, they attach to them and begin to travel through them, creating a thin membrane over their skin that slowly engulfs its victim, just like crushing them down. Manifestations can also physically harm their targets without turning into a membrane if they're in the form of an animal or a person, or I guess if they're like your Star Wars Lego set that you threw away because you turned 13 and you thought you were too cool for Legos and then you step on one of them. Sure. What did you just say? I don't know. I I died. Okay. Uh, But yeah, when one of these manifestations makes contact with its target, they also remember exactly how and why they sacrificed or feel guilty about it. Um, Luckily, the specters and membranes can just be dissolved by water. (laughs) Additionally, if anyone within Civil War's range is killed and the person who killed them feels any sort of guilt about it, that person is brought back to life as a specter and their guilt and sacrifices begin to assail their killer because the sins are passed on to them. And the victim comes back as one of the specters, like I said, that is fully sentient and capable of attacking. So Civil War brings back past traumas that can be scared away with water. Like a mouse. Or the aliens from the Close Encounter. That was the movie, right? Signs. Signs. The, the Shyamalami one. Mm-hmm. You didn't like my mention of Danny the Mouse? Danny the Mouse is my best friend. It wasn't him. It was just some other rat. It was some filthy rat. It was rat with two T's. Yeah, it was rat with two T's. That's who did it. Danny's in- <laughs> innocent. I Can we talk about how Danny the part one dog is a mouse in part seven? <laughs> and that's the best thing that they could have done with him. It's really good. I love Danny the Mouse. Yeah, I think Civil War's got a good ability. It's... It really do just bring back past trauma, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but it's Which, cool. that's <laughs> fucked up, buddy. But yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. It's a good plot point. Yeah, like, it is it is interesting. If it kills you, you are kind of just stuck where <laughs> you died forever <laughs> as a ghost. If it kills you, congratulations, you're a ghost. I, I said it's cool, but I do have a C down for it. I think a C is fitting. It's very, it's very good for what it is. I agree. And what it is is very specific, which is why versatility is also a C. Yes. And it's also not very nice for the user to have it. No. Because he's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of a fucked up dude. He doesn't feel guilt, so he's not affected by it. Yeah. Because war, etc. War never changes. Fallout voice. Fallout voice. Um... Uh, I played Revengeance, I played the Revengeance recently on stream, so, uh, the senator voice, nanomachines, war economy, Monsoon voice, memes. (laughs) Memes. (laughs) Yeah, Senator Armstrong voice, playing football at Brown. (laughs) Nanomachines, son. That fight's bullshit. Yeah, it looks it. Sam voice, I'm a good character. <laughs> Sam voice, shit eating grin. <laughs> I love him. He's really good. Um, 
Blade Wolf voice bark bark un- understand abilities a C. <laughs> he never barks, not once. I know, that was a joke. He's too sophisticated to bark. <laughs> We're not talking about Blade Wolf anymore. We're talking about understandability for and Civil War. And it's a War. C. Yeah, it's a C. Yeah. The reference, though, is a song Civil War by Guns N' Roses. And that fits because the user of it is Axel, Axel Lowe? It's a- <laughs> no, that's the no, guilty gear character, Rose. motherfucker. Now you're the one getting roasted. No, it's Axel Kingdom Heart. Wait, no, that's the wrong guy. No, <laughs> it's Axel Rowe. Uh, Axel Rowe, and he, it, yeah. It, so it's the, it's the, it's the Gun and Rose. Yeah. So this song is seven minutes long, and it didn't fucking feel like it. I love this song. Um, my main critique, I like it. But it's very, very Guns N' Roses. If you don't like Guns N' Roses, you're never going to like the song, because that's what it is. I don't know. I don't really like Guns N' Roses, but this didn't feel that Guns N' Roses. Like It's got his voice. It's got his voice. You're right. But like, it's, it's got of- a good anti-war message. I'm a fan. True. I mean, I, I like it. it. I, give it a, I give it a B. Okay. I don't like longer songs, unless they fit my interests exactly. <laughs> Fair. And... X Factor, I think, is a C. I give it a maybe B. a D. I, a I give it a B because I like the design a lot, and the one the, the 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 pose that I was talking about earlier reminds me a lot of a horror painting that I like a lot. That I'll try to find and put in Discord. What's the? Do you know the title of it? Nope. Oh, uh, actually, I know that the the painter that painted it is very against titles, so it doesn't have one. That I respect that because he says that. Um, if you wanted to, he doesn't have any meaning in his paintings because he says that if you want meaning and if you want me to tell you what something means or it to have meaning, I'd just write it down and not paint it, dumbass. But, but, but all art has meaning that's interpreted by its observer. Not to him. Fucked up. But his paintings are very spooky and I don't remember his name. This podcast is art and it has meaning to somebody. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, if you're out there and this is podcast is meaning to you, uh Oh, I found his name and I don't know how to pronounce it. Send it to me in Discord. It's Polish. You're Polish. It's extremely Polish. Zdidslaw yeah, you're right. It's Beksinski. Yeah. For the listener out there, it starts the first three letters of his first name is Z D Z. Yeah, it's kind of wacky. Not, no. It's difficult for non-Polish people to say. That's fair to say. It is. But yeah, I find that art posted in the Discord. Found it. Nice. Posted in the Discord. Can this be a matchup where nobody wins? (laughs) Um, no. I think it's Civil War, but I I don't care. I think Civil War wins. Just because it's more, there's there's just there's so little to take it to ride because a lot of most of it is covered by Love Train. Yeah, it really exists as a means to get to that part of the final fight. Yeah. So yeah, Civil War goes forward over Ticket to Ride. Gold Experience goes over Killer Queen Jojo Leon mode, and I think that's it for the episode. Yeah, we're, that's what we do. It kind of is next week. It's going to be Underworld versus Marilyn Manson's Return and Strength versus Green Green Grass of Home. Yep. We may or may not make jokes about Marilyn Manson. We'll see. Or we may or may not make jokes about Strength because Cat learned something recently that makes it funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Listen to next week's episode to get there. I'm not going to spoil it. Where can people find you on internet? Twitter.com slash TechYoungKingdom, T-A-C-H-Y-O-N Kingdom. I might not be streaming very much lately because I got a new job, which is my old job, and it's going to be really time-consuming. Um, but I'm probably going to write more, so find whatever I write on my Twitter. I'm probably going to tweet about it. Hell yeah. You what can you? find me on Twitter at RealKatsuneMiku. That's like Real Hatsune Miku, but with the K instead of an H. Wow. You can find the show on Twitter at Standoff Podcast. Uh, there's a link to our Discord and our pinned tweet. And we tweet out pictures of all the stands that we talk about every week, both the Sunday before an episode goes out and the Wednesday the episode comes out. It's a nice visual companion. 
Everybody it's thank Kat for making it. Oh, I I guess. It's just kind of habit at this point. Um, you, There's also a link to our Patreon, patreon.com slash standoffpod. In our pinned tweet, there for a dollar a month, you can get episodes a couple of days early and bonus episodes. Uh, April, I just kind of word vomited into the microphone about Homestuck for half fun, an hour. Though. And now I plan on word vomiting about Hunter x Hunter. I'm going to say, I'm going to correct you every time you say that during that episode, you just so you know. because it's valid. You are valid. Shut the fuck um, up. <laughs> and for five dollars a month you can get episodes where we recap and talk about um ep- chapters of the george joestar light novel last month we covered chapter three wounds and we remembered to actually look at the pictures that are in the I, light novel i thought the pictures were in that but they definitely weren't you know it's a fucking really good time <laughs> yeah there's a lot of pictures apparently yeah oh, and if you want to send us emails you can do so at standoffpod at gmail.com Yep, that's it. And that's it. Oh, yeah, our music, music is, is by, by Nice, nice Wizard, Wizard music. music. It's called <laughs> Mad Rock and Strange City. God, we're good at this. <laughs> and yeah, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, until next time, stand proud. <laughs>